0: All right, you're now tuned in to The Follow Through with Clips and Drew. The True Players Podcast Episode 221. Chuck makes some comments about the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. We're going to break that down and we're going to give you our All-Star picks. Should Draymond Green make the All-Star team? It's The Follow Through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 221. Uh, I wanted to do some house cleaning first, Drew, before we get into our all-star picks and, you know, our our conversation about Clippers and Lakers and everything else going on in the NBA. But I wanted to give props where props are due. And I even had a couple people DM me about it being like, yo, your boy went off tonight. Shout out to Mo Bamba for a career night. Okay. My former pick for rookie of the year went off in Philly. Okay. 32 points, seven for eight, three pointers. Who would have thought that? Okay. And even though Embiid went for 50 and dominated, I wanted to give props to Mo Bamba for dropping 32. And I want to give props to my boy Zubak, which we'll talk about later. But he had 32 in a losing effort against um Joker, which I can't wait to talk about him in a little bit, but 32 uh, and 10 from Zub, but the seven for eight threes from Mo Bamba. Can we just give my boy some love, Drew?
1: Oh my God. Big love. And this, I mean, this comes off of, uh, I believe something was, was leaked saying that he was available for like a first or second rounder, mm. Mo Bamba, like available for trade. Um, and so maybe, you know, maybe he's out here, not only just <laughs> trying to, to score some buckets, but maybe for that next contract, right? Because he's running out of time here. But, I mean, this is exactly the kind of performance that got all the GMs excited about this kid when he came out of Texas is, man, look at that wingspan. Look at that athleticism. He's got a nice jumper on him. He's got, he's got some touch um, and, you know, 32 points. He only had four rebounds, but, you know, that's all right. The fact that he was 12 of 15 and 7 of 8 from 3, that's got to get anybody out of their seats. And it made me think – About the Chicago Bulls, because we, the one thing that everyone has said is they probably need a backup center. And I think that's probably fair. And I think if you're the Bulls, Mo Bamba could Mm. be exactly what you're looking for. He can play, you know, the five spot when Vooch goes to the bench, or if he gets in foul trouble, or if there's a, you know, a super small sort of lineup, like against the Nets or something like that, and Vooch is not necessarily working as well he could be an ideal pickup for Chicago, uh, but great performance. I, I still think he has enough to he's be 22
0: the, drew. He's 22. Yeah, he's got
1: he's got enough to be in the league. It's not like he should be out of it. If this doesn't work out with Orlando, it's it's the unfortunate part for him is that Orlando is where he ended up. Uh, I mean, that's just the truth of it. He was behind Vooch.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah. I was stoked on that. And then same thing with Zubac, uh, it was is good to see him have a game. He came in from the locker room and said that that was the most fun he's had playing in the NBA. Was that game last night? But but we'll get into that game momentarily. I you know we have to talk about this real quick um, about your boys, about your Lakers. I know you know we talk about this a lot, but Charles Barkley came out with some with some real real commentary. It's funny, like Chuck definitely isn't the most eloquently spoken human, right? on TV or whatnot. Like most journalists have very thought out pieces and whatnot, but us basketball players, like we, we, the reason why Chuck in, in NBA on TNT works is because they speak to guys like us, like they speak our language. Right. So everything Chuck said about the Lakers and Russell Westbrook, I, I thought was very true. What he had said was, you know, it's BS that the Lakers are blaming everything on Vogel and on Westbrook when in actuality, it's like, they should be blaming putting this team together and and how old they are and then he brought up the fact that like yo when they're pulling Stanley Johnson off the street to play and he's your second best player on the team something's wrong and i as much as i don't think it's fair to put all the blame on Westbrook look it's it, it's he's not fitting right he's older it's not the best fit for him we keep thinking that he's going to they're going to all figure it out and they're just going to magically gel one day right I don't think it's all Westbrook's fault. I think they're kind of steering away from blaming anything on LeBron, which he's having a career year. They're they're putting they're they're putting the blame off of Anthony Davis, who can't stay on the court and isn't having a great year. Um, and it's very easy to to blame the coach and to blame Russell Westbrook. He's easy to pick on, right? But I just felt everything that chuck said was true like they they are old they're not finishing games right they're they're you know they're up 15 and then they lose by 7 in the fourth quarter and you know i just wanted to get your take on it and what your thoughts were of those comments that chuck made
1: well, Charles is right. I mean, that's just the bottom line. He he's correct. Uh, I don't know how many games of the Lakers that he has watched, but I can't imagine that he's watched as many as I have. And yet, he hit the nail right on the head. There is blame to go around for everyone. And you know, I don't want to exclude LeBron. His he's not to blame because of his level of play, but it seems like he is to blame partially for us <laughs> trading for Russell Westbrook. And that's something that I think he does need to take a little bit of responsibility for when we're looking around and like, why isn't this working? And I, the whole time I have been saying that Vogel is not the one to blame here, but it's inevitable that he's going to be the scapegoat because that's just what happens in the NBA, right? Right. Vogel gets paid a lot less than Russell Westbrook and a lot less than LeBron James. And he's the easiest one to make a change and go, okay, now we can start fresh kind of a thing. When in reality, Chuck was right. And what you said was right. This team was not constructed well. uh, And the, the big picture idea of bringing in Russell Westbrook to play with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I still, I mean, they've only played 15 games together. Those three guys right? They're eight and seven, which shows in those 15. It's not like they're a juggernaut, right? We're, 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 almost exactly at 500, but with only 15 games, how can you possibly blame Vogel for his three best players not being on the floor? It's, it would be like if the Nets fired Steve Nash because Kevin Durant sprained his knee. It's like, why, why there's no correlation between the two. Now, I, I also think Vogel does deserve some of this responsibility. He has to be tasked with getting the Lakers mentally and physically ready to play and not come out like they did against that Denver Nuggets team, which was probably the worst game of the season. We've had several games like that, <laughs> uh, but that effort against Denver was just not there not where it needed to be. And then we bounce back and we have a nice win against Utah who was terrible they just didn't they didn't play very well and apparently donovan mitchell got a concussion in the second quarter and played the entire rest of the game i didn't understand how that happened uh but needless to say while that was still a big win it was against the team whose star player was concussed for the second half and was missing they were just missing shots that they normally make they're the number one offense in the nba so uh, to hold them under 100 points is more of a fluke than it is anything else but the defense in that game in particular the effort was there and then you come back like you said against Indiana we're up we're up 15 in the first half looking smooth looking good and then the fourth quarter where's fall- it go
0: wrong then where does it go wrong is it the turnovers it's the bonehead plays it's the it's the you know the not being not making the smart plays which your point guard is supposed to be doing right
1: yeah, and it isn't always Russ, because it, it is. It's just these these lapses that happen for minutes at a time, right? We'll go three, four, five, six minutes without without being able to score a point, point. and then you get on. You know, when you're missing shots, you get down, and then you're you're a, a second late on a closeout, and they hit another three. I mean, look the. The bottom line of it is is when we go on these scoreless runs, which has happened since LeBron has been on the Lakers every year. It's happened in these games where regardless of Russell Westbrook or Anthony Davis, whoever's on the floor, we just have these moments where we can't score for some reason. And when that happened in the past, when we were good and still winning, our defense is what would get us out of those moments. We would hang our hat on defense and rebounding and finishing possessions and then trying to get out in transition to turn that around and our defense is just not there. And something that um, I think is obvious is without Anthony Davis, our defense is not going to be as good. It's just the truth. It's just not going to be as good as it would be with him on the court. Uh, So I suppose if we want to take a a step back and just look at the, what I brought up earlier, 15 games for Anthony Davis, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, I think had Frank Vogel, had 35 games with those three guys and still wasn't able to figure it out and the team was non-responsive to his coaching fine make a coaching change but outside of that reason there there's no reason that we need to be firing Frank Vogel and putting David Fisdale in there who already had a stint while Vogel was out with COVID and it was not better it wasn't better because you can't do anything on the sideline as a coach. You can't go in there and run the offense. You can't go in there and set a screen or rebound or box out. Like, you know, you can't, you can't do that from the sideline. Um, So, you know, the good news here is that Anthony Davis supposedly is going to be returning as early as this week or next. Um, And he's missed 20 games already. 15 of which I believe were due to this, uh, this knee sprain. So, the one thing that I want to give Vogel credit for is while this has been a very real struggle, he continues to tinker and he found this offensive lineup, defensive lineup with LeBron James at the center that I don't know too many other coaches would have thought to do. You know what I mean? Like At least he's, he's still trying to move forward and figure out, all right, we're going to put LeBron at center. We're just going to spread everyone out and yes that means on defense we don't have a lot of rim protection we don't have a lot of rebounding so that can hurt us but what what else is Vogel supposed to do he's trying to get guys out there that can score that are playing with high energy and that can defend somewhat and we just don't have a lot of guys that can do all those things right just plain and simple
0: well it's wild like Ariza came back and Ariza was putting up big minutes like his first couple games and then the other thing i want to talk about is like the benching right it's the benching of Russell Westbrook in the fourth, which he's probably never been used to, right? And I guess the media came out or Vogel, I forgot who came out, but they said, you know, upper management has full support of Russell being benched. Like, if, and, and he should be benched. Like if he's not playing well, just because your name is Russell, if you're not contributing and, and, you know, not helping us win, you should be able to be benched. And I think that's, I think that's perfectly fine. He's definitely not used to that at all, but also like to backtrack a little bit, I'm not, I'm just not so sure what the Lakers thought they were getting with Russell Westbrook. Russell, if anything, has been the same player everywhere he's played. OKC, uh, Washington, Houston, you name it, right? Plays his ass off, gives it his all every single night. But I don't know what they were expecting, like getting Russell Westbrook here and then thinking like this is going to be, we're going gonna, gonna to change him into Chris Paul. You know, it doesn't work like that, especially when you're 32 years old. You've been playing like this your whole career, right? So, Hindsight's 2020, looking back on it might not be the best decision they ever made. But also there's, there is this inkling drew that like, this still is LeBron James and it still is Anthony Davis and it still is Russell Westbrook. This thing can work right when, it, and everybody thinks it's going to click in the playoff time, but everything's pointing to this being a disaster. And I'm not saying that to rain on your parade. Cause I'm, I'm living my own disaster right now. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Were you fine with the benching?
1: Uh, Yes, yes. I was happy with the benching of Russell Westbrook. And I I have one very specific play that I think was the reason that Vogel went to sub him out. And uh, Russ was out for a period of time and the Lakers were fighting back and doing quite well with him on the bench. And then he came back in the game and immediately blew two defensive assignments immediately. Bang, bang. And they went for layups and a three pointer. Uh, So, That's that's the reason, in my opinion, that he was benched. It's not because he doesn't, because he he can't make a shot, which is (laughs) true. Even though in that game, I think he had four threes, but it's 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 just the inconsistency on the defensive end that that would drive any head coach crazy. Uh, And then just really quick to go back on the point that you made about like Russ potentially, like us thinking that he'll turn into Chris Paul. I think there was a moment potentially where. LeBron and Russ and AD and Palinka and Vogel all thought that Russ might do what James Harden has, has done for the nets where he goes, all right, this is a different team. It's different. You know, right. I'm not the guy on this squad. I, I do want to be more of a point guard and be kind of pass first, which is essentially what James Harden has been since he's been on the nets, right? He's been trying to set up everybody else. And, and then when the, you know, when the moment happens and he has a good matchup, he can get to the lane or you know, do a step back three. And I don't know if there was conversations about Russ, like taking on more of that role, but it's
0: never even once happened <laughs> since he yeah, well, didn't, they, didn't, the they do, didn't they do that though, Drew didn't they meet at LeBron's house and they all had a meeting talking about how they're going to approach this season. And it just seems like none of that is even working out and it's got to be so frustrating to LeBron and, you know, to Polinka. I mean, does Polinka get some blame in this?
1: To me, he's the he's the one that's most culpable. Okay, he I would fire him before <laughs> I fire any Vogel or anybody. Like it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I also I, I freely admit that while you're Rob Palinka, the GM of the of the Lakers, uh, if LeBron comes to you and says I want Russell Westbrook, what are you gonna do?
0: Right, like, right. So get him.
1: There's a push and pull there, like mm-hmm. where I I want to get mad at Rob. Mm-hmm. And be like, why did you do this, Polinka? Like, why did you disintegrate this championship team that we had? Um, but at the same time, you know, I have to, I have to, I don't know how it all happened, right? Like, was it Rob that was like super gung-ho and then he like sent a text to LeBron and like, are you down with Russ? And he goes, yes. And then Rob handles it for the rest of the way. I don't think it worked that way. Mm -hmm. All the reports, like you said, is that they had a meeting afterwards and they drank some wine together and they were just talking about how amazing this was going to be. And so as much as I want to put the blame on Rob, I think LeBron is also to blame. And I think that's the responsibility that he takes on his own shoulders. Every time Russ plays like shit, LeBron is like, damn, uh, you know, it's it's double, right? It's it's damn. We lost the game. Damn, Russ is playing bad. But it's damn, Russ is playing bad. And I, I, I might. I been, wanted this. Yeah, I, it mm-hmm. was me. It, you know, and he, LeBron will never say it, right? He'll never come out and say that he was the one that might have pulled the strings to get Russ there. But it, I mean, look, dude. I think come on. The, the writing. Oh no. <laughs> like, there's no way he's coming if LeBron didn't want him there, right? Like, if you know, if you know that much about LeBron, if we didn't, if he did not want Russell Westbrook to come he wouldn't be a Laker. He would be somewhere else. Right. So at the very least, he had to have put his stamp of approval on it.
0: Yeah. The king is also the king of tampering. We all know this. Like it's <laughs> it, like you said, it's written on the wall. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Like what's going to happen with the benching, what's going to happen with the offense, but they got to turn it around. I know we say it every single week. I want to touch really quick on the Clippers. Uh, it's It's crazy because, you know, we've been fighting COVID like within our organization, we get Nico back. We get Batum back. He has like a career night, 32 points. Oh man. He was amazing. Right. Uh, You know, we beat Indiana. Then the next day, dude, next day back in COVID in COVID health and safety protocols. And we're like, well, shit, dude, that went really fast. But then we get Luke back. Right. Yeah. and, uh, it's just been a struggle. I, I guess the good news right now is we're going to reevaluate Paul George in two weeks, meaning I don't think they're going to go for surgery. I think he's doing better than people think. I think they just need they need him to rest more. And that's all you can do to treat this elbow is to rest more. So I'm, I'm not upset with the way we're playing this Denver game where that we lost the other night that I was talking about Zubak having a career night. Um, it was a really good game. Like they started, it, you know, down, down 12, 13, come back, we're up 14. It was a crazy fourth quarter. The third quarter is what got me though, Drew, and you know how I am during this. Like there was just a stretch with Bledsoe, who was our leading scorer in that quarter with eight points, but it was horrific. It was so bad, so bad. And I was so frustrated. I not understand why Reggie's not in the game, why Bledsoe played like 10 of the 12 minutes in that in that quarter. Was it to save Reggie for the for the fourth? Because Reggie was doing really well. Brandon Boston did really well. Amir Coffey did really well. Ibaka has been playing out of his mind. There was no Marcus Morris. He was resting or whatever we're doing with these guys. Personal
1: reasons, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Personal reasons. He's been playing great. The, the main part of this game is how good the Joker is in everything this guy does, he is such a special basketball player and he owns Zubak. Okay. There's a couple players in the NBA that, and they're homies, right? They've been playing together for a long time. They are friends, but Joker owns Zubak on the offensive end. Zub had a really good game against him. He played really well. There's been a lot of times where I've watched, even in the playoffs, like Zub kind of cowered down against his big bro and kind of let, you know, take that beating. But, this game he came out really aggressive. He showed his 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 mid-range as far as the skyhook that he's got. That's what we've wanted to see from Zoob. He played like a true big man in the game. But Joker was absolutely insane. The way this guy controls the offense. He is their center point point guard and his passing ability, his vision of the court, his 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 uh you know how everybody says Kyrie's the greatest finisher at the rim? Have you seen Joker around the rim? <laughs> this guy, not to mention the Euro that he's got. This yeah. Euro thing and him being so long and so just crafty with his moves, it's its its amazing. And the fact that Zub can't keep up with this guy, it's its comical. I was a little upset at the end of the game, though. Uh, Zubak had five fouls. He clearly fouled. Joker on, on, like he literally bear hugged him right in front of the refs, and then Joker just went to the went to the rack and got two points and one right hits the free throw, puts him up two and game over. Actually, Reggie almost hit the half court shot bank to oh, win the game.
1: Aaron Gordon, I thought Aaron Gordon hit the three.
0: Aaron Aaron Gordon hit the three. Uh, the point of this whole rant is to say that Joker is phenomenal and and watching him play is something really special, and it makes me. There's a few people. When I watch them play, like Kevin Durant, I just start laughing because it's like, God, you are so good at basketball. And you know, I I I have a Slovenian friend and or Serbian friend, excuse me, um, and we talk basketball all the time. And she always breaks down just how much foreign players it's pressed on them to have this this basketball IQ, Mm. not only being a really good basketball player fundamentally, but being a very good encompassing basketball player knowing uh, angles how to pass you know making sure your teammate the making sure that the better shot you know if there's a better shot get it to the guy with the better shot their IQ is just so high and and, and joker is that to me and um it, he's just really fun to watch man what a, what a great freaking player that guy is
1: yeah i mean and and i still don't get all the hate that he was getting piggybacking off of last season with his MVP, man. I just don't get it. I mean, maybe there's just not enough people watching the Nuggets play, right? West Coast team, maybe you're just not staying up for the Clippers-Nuggets game, right? If you're living mm-hmm. in Chicago or if you're living somewhere on the East Coast, whatever. Uh, and and Because outside of that, if you watch the guy play, you have to give him some accolades. You got to give him some, uh, some credit for what he does. I mean, 49 points, 14 boards, 10 assists.
0: <laughs> Come on, dude.
1: Uh, what is that?
0: that?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like wilt. You know, that's 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 a throwback. That's a throwback kind of a game. Um, I mean, granted, it was in overtime, but, you know, what he's doing for this team and the fact that they're in the sixth seed um, with the inconsistent, you know, uh, uh, level of players available to them. And I just, I can't say enough about the guy. I mean, he we thought he was going to have, you know, potentially Michael Porter Jr., <laughs> Uh, on the rise with him this year. And it's been zero from MPJ. And yet, you know, Will Barton, him, Aaron Gordon, and whoever else they can throw out on the court. That's healthy that night. I've been getting it done for the most part. I mean, they're 23 and 20 and they're in the sixth seed. I, I just. It's I, all
0: because of Joker. It's yes, all because of him. That of is it. the only reason.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, like on the season, uh, he's averaging 25 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists, and he's only missed six games. Uh to me, that's – it. I mean, I understand because his team is not very good and they're in the sixth seed, why you would probably steer away from him for MVP. But to me, he's in the top two or three for MVP this year.
0: And you know I have a really good Nugget friend, Cheney, our boy, That's right. Uh, who always hits me up before the Clippers – Clipper games. Because the first thing he said was, you know, we're, we're getting revenge for the other night when we came back from 25 on him. Right. And I said, well, dude, you're playing our ghost squad no matter what. So you better, you better win this game. Um, And then after the game, because he gets really excited. He's like, Joker might go down as the greatest athlete in Denver history. Right. And I'm like, homie, you have John Elway, like who won you a Super Bowl." and he didn't respond to me. And then in the morning he hit me back. He's like, yeah. So I was a little excited last (laughs) night and uh, I might've said some things that I didn't mean, but you get what I had to say. Right. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And he could at some point, like, look, just like every other team we're talking about, just like the Clippers, just like the Lakers, just like everybody else that's going through, you know, injuries and health and safety. Like if, if Joker had Jamal Murray playing with him there, it's a different beast. That six seed, if they had Michael Porter Jr. who was supposed to, who was, you know, didn't go down with injury and played half as well as we thought he was going to play. You're looking at a, at a team that could potentially be in the first, second or third in the West right now. So the fact that he's holding it down like he is, is just remarkable. And again, I can't I can't say enough about this guy's passing, which is why, you know, getting Aaron Gordon these shots and getting Bones and Will Barton these shots, these wide open looks, because so much attention is drawn to him. Um, his knowledge for the game is just crazy. So anyways. Uh, and he's 26. I, he's 26 know. years old. Yeah, good for and you. So,
1: I mean, I, I to me, I think we're looking at another Dirk situation here where Denver does everything in their power to keep this guy on their team. And he can play for 20, 22 seasons for this squad.
0: Right. I totally agree. Um, I think it's time for our all-star picks Drew, Cause it's, it's that yeah. time of year. It's that time of year. Um, first, just to let everybody know, all-star voting is 50. first is 50% fans, 25% media, 25% players, uh, coaches vote for the all-star reserves. I had a, a tough time with a few of these. Cause there's been so many players that have been playing like out of their minds this year. I feel bad on a couple of these. Um, but we, we do have locks.
1: Yeah. Let's just, I mean, how about we just start in the Western Western conference? And yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to all-stars to me, it really doesn't get interesting for either side until you get to like the bottom portion, because there is a lot of guys that are playing really well, but there is, for me, there's like clearly a top four in both conferences. So in the West, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, and John Morant. Mm-hmm. Those to me are the, are the four locks in the West. And then, you know, I put Luka in at the five. I don't necessarily think he deserves it. Um, Luka's missed 16 games, right? So that's a lot of games to miss already. And he was not playing great in the beginning of that first, you know, a uh, couple weeks of the season. But I do think because of the fan vote aspect – that he'll probably get in based on that into the starting lineup. To me, I think Chris Paul's the one that deserves to be in the starting lineup, but then you end up with a Curry jaw, Chris Paul kind of a thing. And I don't, I don't know if that'll work, uh, but you know, those four are locks for me. Do you also have Luca in at, at the five for you or yeah. do you have somebody else in there?
0: Yeah. So our starters, so it goes jaw. and obviously I, I, I have to put a disclaimer out there. I did vote. Like I did have a personal vote and I have jaw, Steph, and then I voted for PG, but I'm not dumb. Okay, he's not going to play in the playoff. He doesn't deserve to be an all star. Unfortunately, he's missed too many games. I voted for him because it's PG and it's the Clippers. And until we sat him because of the injury, hundred percent, I would have him in in this starting lineup. So I have PG crossed out with Luca, and then Joker and LeBron. And so I think mostly everybody. I think I'd be fine if somebody wanted to make the argument that that CP should be in instead of Jaw, but the, the way Ja has been playing this year is just, he's very well deserving of being the starting guard on, on this team. So I think our five are good for the East starters. This was tough for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, I have DeMar, Trey Durant, Giannis and Embiid. Same, same five, same five, me and you.
1: Yeah. Same exact five. I Mm -hmm. think Trey has done enough, uh, I mean, his team is terrible, right? But how much can you hang that on him when he's putting up 28 points, nine assists, four boards a night, and he's only missed five games? Uh, So to me, you know, while I still think that DeRozan and Levine probably both deserve to be in the starting lineup, to me, you got to pick one of those guys. (laughs) And Levine right now, with a sprained knee, he might not even be available for the the All-Star game itself. So... I think when you're splitting hairs, uh, I would I I would lean DeRozan over Levine. Their numbers are almost identical, clips. It's DeRozan is 25, five boards, five assists. Levine is twenty-five, five boards, four assists.
0: That's 50 so, points in your backcourt right there, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Kevin Durant for sure, Giannis for sure, and Bede is insane. Mm-hmm. DeRozan and Trey. That to me sounds like a solid starting five.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, How about West? See, this is where it gets tough. So the West reserves, um, I have Booker, CP, Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Towns. And then I have two that I I need help with, Drew, because Mm -hmm. I have Green, as far as Draymond, and I have Wiggins, right? So Mm -hmm. this is tough for me, because if you look at Draymond... you can be an all-star on defense. His numbers are eight, eight, and eight. Okay, the mm-hmm. value he brings to his basketball team is is so much. Right? We all know how important Draymond is to that team, that organization, that offense, that defense. He's the anchor. He's everything to them. But the numbers don't jump off. Right? Eight, eight, and eight. They don't. The losses
1: do that. The, the number of losses jump out when you look at Draymond Green. Tell me. When, out when he's out. Mm-hmm. The, whose games that to me is an all-star contribution level that he is bringing to the team. That that's the number that jumps out to me. Okay.
0: And then for Wiggins, right? So Wiggins don't jump off the boards either. I think he's like 18, four and four, something like that. Um, But he's on one of the best teams in the NBA. He's been very consistent this year. I have them down. I have them both down and and town's numbers have been great. I think think he's deserving of an all-star nod. So I'm, I'm just kind of up in the air with, with both of them. And then does, does, does golden state deserve three all-stars? Right. right. And if they, and if you can only pick two, it's going to be Steph and then who would be your other guy, right? If Draymond. you had to choose between Wiggins and Damar or uh, Wiggins and Draymond, where would you go?
1: Draymond. Mm-hmm. The, so the way that my, my reserves went, I also have Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell and, and Devin Booker. Those three guys are, are on there for sure. Then I had, you know, Paul George and Anthony Davis, but neither of them are going to make it because right. they've missed too many games. So the, it, they're on my yes. list, of course. But you know, PG's missed twenty plus games. AD's already at like nineteen missed games. So it's just not going to happen, in my opinion. Even though Anthony Davis might be healthy, he's <laughs> but, not an All Star this year. He's not an All Star. I don't think he will be. I, but it it is weird, right? Like it's he should be an All Star. I still think he's one of the top twenty four best players in the NBA. But we have to look at it from this season. And even though, you know, Jaws missed 14 games, LeBron has missed 13 games, Luka 16 games, and Anthony Davis is only at 19, like feasibly you could you could finagle that. But need, I'm not going to do it. I, I'm leaving both Paul George Same. and Anthony Davis off. Um, my next one on the list is Draymond Green.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think he definitely deserves it. He also has missed at least 10 games and will continue to miss more. So there's a chance that he doesn't make it there based on like availability, right? Because it doesn't look like he's going to be back and he might not even be healthy for the all-star game as well. Like this is it sucks because there's like COVID and injuries that you have to worry about in the all-star team. So I think the nice part is like, you know, guys that are not necessarily like a Wiggins, uh, like a DeJounte Murray, for instance. Shea Gilgis Alexander, to me, also deserves to be in this conversation. But the way that I finish it, it's Draymond. Gobert, unfortunately, even mm-hmm. though he shouldn't be an all-star after you get toasted by Stanley Johnson. Please, that the the game in which Stanley Johnson scores 15 points, most of which are on Rudy Gobert's head, can that be, just be can we just dead him for the defensive player of the year? Is it can, he can be excluded for that one game, right?
0: Anybody that listens to the show knows how much Drew and I like Rudy Gobert. Oh my god. And, and it's not a lot, but you can't deny the numbers, dog. You can't deny the numbers.
1: Yeah, the numbers are all right. 16 points, 15 boards. That's pretty good. Um, so he's on there, damn it. Uh, and then, it, like, to me, it's like Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, and DeJounte Murray would be – I think I, that might be one too many, but I'm assuming somebody else is going to miss. So the next three guys on my list, Wiggins at 18, 4, and 4. Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points, 9 boards, 4 assists. And DeJounte Murray, who is averaging 19 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. You know, Those Drew, guys.
0: I, I think I I love it because I loved DeJounte Murray and I, I hope he gets kind of like the Booker treatment from two years ago where it's just like, OK, we didn't vote you in, but like we need bodies. Well, yeah,
1: we'll get him in. So yeah. you're
0: going to be an all star. That, that could boost his paycheck too. like getting an all star nod and whatnot. He's very well deserving. I love watching that team play. Like I was having this conversation with one of our NBA guys and. And just, the you know, the Lonnie Walker turning into a really good player, the Jakob Purtle who I really like a lot. And then and, and then Jante is turning into like a really, really good basketball player. So I would love to see him get in. I just think it's tough for the Wiggins. I, I I'm not big on on teams getting three players. Right. So although I do think Wiggins has had a really good year, I, I I'm with you on the on the Draymond thing. I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah, see Um, the the way that I think it works for me is that Draymond may not play, mm -hmm. then you get Wiggins in, right? right? So if Draymond's healthy, I leave it at Dre. (laughs) How many
0: games has has, How many games has uh, Cat played?
1: Uh, he's only missed eight games.
0: Yeah, so that going back to what you're saying about Anthony Davis and whatnot, like if it came down to Anthony Davis has missed 19 and he just comes back, Carl Anthony Towns should get the nod, in my opinion. And his numbers are better than Anthony Davis. Right, right. <laughs> so, so it I should know. go in. And mind you guys, the people that are voting – and notice that Russell isn't on either one of ours. So Damian
1: Lillard, no, Lillard. not on there. CJ McCollum, not on there. De'Aaron Fox, not on there. Like there's some guys that we thought would would pop up this year mm-hmm. – uh, and Jamal Murray, obviously, no Kawhi Leonard. So there is a lot of space
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, for for new guys to pop in. And, I, you know, I think Wiggins Wiggins and Murray, those are my guys. Carl Anthony Towns as well. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has done enough. And especially with, like, Aiton's injury,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I, you know, I don't – I think for sure he he deserves to be on the team.
0: And he is the self-proclaimed greatest big man shooter of all time. So, I mean
1: – Of all time. <laughs>
0: of all time. <laughs> right, um, All right, I kind of had the same dilemma, too, going in with the East Reserves, okay? Mm -hmm. So I have Harden, Van Vliet, Levine, Tatum, and then this is where it gets tough. Because I really want one of these guys, one of these Cavaliers to get a nod, either Garland or Jared Allen. And unfortunately, I mean, they are playing in Cleveland. I think they need somebody to, you know, they deserve it. I think one of them deserves it. Garland probably being the more of a nod. But if we're going to let Draymond in with his defense, Jared Allen too is their defensive anchor. Um, but I like—I I would take Garland in this instance. I have Garland and Allen, but I don't think they're going to get two players.
1: I have Garland in. So the way that I break it down is after the starting five, I have Levine, Harden, Tatum, and Beal. I have Brad Beal in there. I don't know if you mm. had him in there. Do you have, have Beal in there? No. I have Van Vliet. Yeah, he's, he's averaging 24, 5, and 6. Uh, that's pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, he has missed 10 games, and Van Vliet is 21 points, five boards, six assists, and he's only missed three games. Uh, but the Wizards are better than the Raptors, right? So I think, you know, if you kind of lean on it either way, uh, I still think Beal, also with the fan vote and like his just his name recognition, I think he'll get in there. I have Garland there uh and then this is really where it gets tricky for me it's like jimmy butler's missed 19 games
0: he's not in not in
1: he's missed 19 games he's 22 6 and 6 and the heat are in the second seed mm. uh hard to hard to remove him and bam Adebayo has been out for a significant amount of that time he, he just came back after the thumb surgery so in contention for me butler sabonis 19, 12, and 5 on a very shitty team, but he's only missed one game this year.
0: Yeah, tough one.
1: There's Van Vliet. And then the one that I really think I just from I just want to see it is LaMelo Ball. I want. To yeah, see the it. numbers aren't there, though. I want
0: to see it, too.
1: Yeah, 19, 7, and 7 for LaMelo, which is pretty good. It's pretty good numbers. 19, 7, and 7. He's only missed seven games. And then you have your boy Jared Allen, who's 16 and 9.
0: No bridges, uh, not at all either, huh?
1: No, I don't think Bridges – no, I don't think so. I would rather see LaMelo than Bridges. um, And I think he does more for the team than Bridges does. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that I would break it, I mean, I think Jimmy Butler is probably going to be an Mm all-star, right? Just because of – just the same way I think about Beal. Uh, So if those two are on, I think Garland deserves it. And then I would probably go with Sabonis or Van Vliet. The reason I think Sabonis might get in – is because there's just not a lot of centers on this Eastern conference, right? You got Giannis and Embiid, who can both be centers. Um, and then you really don't have another center until you get to like Sabonis or Jared Allen. So either of those guys I'd be fine with getting into the all-star nod, but I think Sabonis, just his numbers alone, bro, are just, they're just insane. I mean, 19 and 12, it's almost like thir- 19 and 13. Yeah. And his team is terrible. Uh, but how, how much can you blame that on him he's only missed one game he's been reliable
0: and he's been on the trading block the whole season which is yeah. got to affect you at some point right yeah. it's got to be so annoying that he puts up these good numbers and like nobody can trade for him like what the hell
1: and so I think the 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 other thing is Kevin Durant's not going to be available for the mm-hmm. game right so then the starting lineup changes right so then you probably put you probably have Trey DeRozan, Levine, Giannis, and Embiid that's where you get both bulls in the starting lineup and then you open up another slot. So for me, if that's the case, I would have Sabonis and Van Vliet to, to round it off, uh, but, or, or LaMelo. Damn it. I don't know. I don't well, know. Look. I think Van Vliet's done. I think Van Vleet's done enough to, to earn a, a all-star spot. So I think that's it. That, I'll, I'll run through mine. Harden, uh, Levine, Harden, Tatum, Beal, Garland, Butler, because oh. it's just, he's just going to be there. And Sabonis, or Van Vliet or Lamelo. L- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I think we all would love to see Lamelo in the All Star game. We're going to see him many times moving yeah. forward, uh, and with with players not being able to play, he might he might get in there. I mean, the players vote too for the reserve. so like or the coaches do, and Lamelo mm-hmm. is that good. It'd be great to see him. I do want to bring one thing up that is all-star related is I do think it would be great for clay to be in the three-point contest. I think oh, having clay awesome, since he can't be an all-star this year um, I would love to see him in the three-point contest.
1: I think clay should absolutely be in the three-point competition. If at all possible, if the warriors will allow, will, will release him to do that. The
0: question uh, is, do you want to spend, do you want the, the the four days off or do you want to go to Cleveland for three days <laughs> and hang out with your boys? That's it's not Miami. It's not Miami, guys. This is going to Cleveland. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're on a lake, so Clay might be able to find a boat out there and, uh, and hang out and watch the game. We know he likes to be on the water. Uh, this interesting thing, and I have a question out of what we just talked about. Out of all the guys that we just listed between Western and Eastern Conference All-Star uh, potential players, if you had to guess who had the least missed games out of every name that we mentioned, what would your guess be
0: the least missed games of everybody that we mentioned Joker or Embiid Chris Paul CP has not missed a game this year. Not one,
1: not one game um, played every game and this team are the best team in the NBA. And so I, I, I know we touched on it earlier when we talked about the West based on that, I would be fine if, if anyone had him as, you know, uh, an all-star starter. His numbers are not nearly as good as some of these other guys. I mean, it's fourteen points, ten assists, four boards, which is great. So what, really that's good. great. Really good, but it's not. You know, Luca, who's twenty-four nine and nine, right? Or LeBron, who's twenty-nine seven and seven. It's you know, but it's it's exactly what the team needs, <laughs> and I it blew me away that I was I was looking up all these guys and how many games they missed, and it's Chris Paul at zero and Sabonis at one. And outside wow. of that, everyone, every single player has missed at least three or more games uh, that we mentioned on in our list here. So it's pretty crazy.
0: Well, Steph and, or excuse me, LeBron and, and CP are probably the oldest ones in the all-star game, right? And definitely. And then yes. Chris not missing one God, man, changing that diet really changed his whole career, right? Seriously. He is Un- he is just yeah, that is amazing. And I, I want to bring something up too because I, I think I don't know if you remember this, drew. But at the beginning of the year, I made a bold statement that I, I have written down Uh-oh. where I said Ja Morant will be the MVP of the All-Star game this year. You when did. when the season started, you remember this? Yes, I do, because I picked Luca. I thought Luca would
1: be the All-Star MVP, and you picked Ja, and I was like, man, I, he's not even – he probably like, – He might not even make it. Yeah, preseason, we were like – you know that's a tough Western Conference to crack into for an All Star, and here he is. He's gonna. I think he deserves to be a starter. I mean, he's been so great. But again, the, the one thing about him is he missed. He missed fourteen games. So right. if someone's gonna weigh that against what Chris Paul has done then that's the that's the crossover but either way he's going to be on the team.
0: Does it matter if you're a starter or not? Like does it really matter to these guys just make it No, it, it
1: matters who wants to play. What matters is who actually wants to get out
0: there. That's true and I'm and also I haven't heard anything. We had the greatest ideas for the dunk contest last year that we brought up. We'll bring it up we'll bring it up on the next show, but I don't think they're going to change anything with this, no. right? And no. it sucks that Ja won't do the dunk contest cuz god, just watching him in warmups is something real special. Um, but maybe my boy Keon Johnson on the Clippers might get in might get in there he does have the biggest vert in the NBA at 48 it'd be fun to get some clipper representation there um Greg Brown from
1: uh oh yeah from from Portland I think mm-hmm. should be out there mm-hmm. that guy can that guy can just jump Kai Jones mm-hmm. uh from uh Charlotte the, the Hornets that could be cool yeah, but it seems to be those kinds of guys those Yeah guys. like John Collins we want to show up Miles, you want to show up? They don't want to show up. They want the. Uh, Miles might do it. I don't know. But I mean, look, I, I just remember last year, uh, Jaw, tweeting about the scoring from the judges as the reason why he didn't want to be in the dunk contest. And, you know, I think, I think if they're going to change anything, I don't know, maybe have some people that aren't just going to throw eight nines and tens out there the whole time. It's like every dunk is a nine or a 10. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you have some people that are not afraid to throw a six.
0: Right. Also, can we get nostalgic too? Can they bring back like the old school three point contest? Like bring Reggie Miller out, bring Del Curry out, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, bring Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. You seen that guy shoot, bro? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I just want something new this year. We've had, it's been so down because of COVID and all of this shit that like, I just want something, I want something special for all all, all all-star weekend. The other down, the other downfall of all-star weekend is we're going to have a flood of great NBA players coming back with COVID or with, um, with health and safety protocols. That's just what's going to happen. And then, then it's going to get real drew Then it's really (laughs) going to get real with some of these teams. So, um, let us know what you think of all, our all-star picks, what we should change, what you think, who you think should make the team. Uh, you got any final thoughts for us, Drew?
1: I do. Uh, the trade deadline is rapidly approaching. It feels like just yesterday that all these guys were a- available to be traded, but that was you know a while ago now, apparently. And now the trade deadline, February 17th, I believe, is the deadline is right around the corner. So the opportunities for trading will soon be Zero. And it made me think about guys that should be traded, guys on teams that probably deserve to go somewhere else. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to list a couple guys that I think should make an impact. And then I'll have a question for you about one guy in specific, Uh, but guys that should be traded. Eric Gordon, we keep bringing up this guy's name. Eric Gordon needs to be on a Free team. Free Eric Gordon, please. If, if it's the Clippers or Lakers, we'd both be stoked. If it's the Cavaliers or any literally anybody that could use But scoring. Houston. Yeah, and anybody but Houston or like he definitely doesn't want to go to OKC either. You know what I mean? Like not not a shitty team. Uh so Eric Gordon, I definitely he's, think
0: He's a shytown kid by the way.
1: Uh, well no, he's Indiana. Indiana, excuse me. Yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. me. But it's close. They, mm. they border. It's a, it's a couple-hour drive mm. there in Chicago. Me. Um, Daniel Tice. Teams that need a backup center, the Nets <laughs> could use Daniel Tice. He can actually shoot some threes. Uh, you know, if you're if you're thinking about Chicago, a team that had him and traded him away, they could use a backup center. Plays his uh, ass off too. He plays really hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, I think he probably deserves to be on a team that's going to be in the playoffs. Um, Thad Young old veteran just kind of sitting on the bench in San Antonio could be traded to somewhere. Danilo Gallinari. I don't think he's fitting in great in Atlanta. So if you need a, a, a bigger guy that can score a little bit for you, I think he could be traded. Oh, uh, PJ Washington for Charlotte. He's been moved to the bench and he's been relatively ineffective. He was, I think quite good uh, in the first couple years of his career and it's been tapered off and, I don't know how
0: wh- how much longer he'll be in. It's charge. Brittany Renner ruined his life. Yeah. Renner ruined. It's a woman that really <laughs> took him out of his zone. That woman is the devil, yo. <laughs> That's what happened to PJ.
1: So he's still recovering from that encounter with her, uh, but I do think he's also a guy. Like if, if if somebody wanted a a small ball center or you know it's kind of a stretch four or five, uh, he could do some damage for for a lot of teams that could use it. Um, I brought up Cole Anthony and Terrence Ross. We both brought up those guys in the past. I think both of those guys could do really well. I, I understand why Orlando would not, would be reluctant to give up Cole Anthony, but uh, I think they could get a lot for him. You know, I think at this point, he's probably their, their biggest asset that they could send out there. And then Terrence Ross as well. We know he can score the ball. But a guy that hasn't been brought up a lot is Robin Lopez is also on that Orlando Magic team. And I think a lot of teams, like the Nets, for instance, could use him. The Grizzlies, I think, need a backup center as well in case something happens to Adams. Um, and it leads me to my last guy, Willie Cauley-Stein, who was just released by uh, the, the Mavericks and is available. That guy should land somewhere, whether it's Chicago or Brooklyn or Memphis, uh, one of those teams that needs a springy center, uh, shit uh, the, the Warriors you can pick this guy up off of waivers or you can wait for him to clear waivers and just sign him for a vet men I think that guy would add some some depth uh, at the center position for any team out there but the last one and it's been interesting and it's the question that I have for you is where do you think Jeremy Grant is going to go because this week there was buzz that uh, the the Detroit Pistons offered him to Philly and they didn't want it as far as a uh, package goes then there was some talk that Jeremy Grant could go to the Wizards and actually help them kind of build off of what they're, they're doing this year and potentially losing Trez out of that mix and sending Trez to Detroit. Where do you think Jeremy Grant should go and where do you think he will have the biggest impact?
0: Jeremy, it's weird because he's coming off, off that, that one year with Denver, got his payday, um, puts up decent numbers in Detroit. I, th- I thought that that deal to Philly was nice. Like, like would have been nice for Detroit too. Let's go through that trade really fast. It was mm-hmm. Simmons to Simmons to Detroit, mm-hmm. right? For Jeremy, uh, who else was it?
1: The 76ers get Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, Kelly Olenek, and a future first round pick. And the Pistons just received Ben Simmons. That was the entirety of the deal. There was also other ones that potentially threw in Matisse Thibel or Tobias Harris. But in that particular trade, it was just those three guys in the first for Ben Simmons, and the Sixers said no.
0: Yeah, I think it's tough. I, I'm over the Ben Simmons thing. I don't think Ben Simmons is playing at all this year. I think mm-hmm. are, are we safe to say that? I yeah, think, I've been. I think I've been on that on that page. Since yeah, day one. I think Jeremy's tough because Jeremy is a tweener, right? He's a tweener. That's basically what he is. Um, I, I I think you guys could use Jeremy Grant right? Like sure. if instead of Trevor Ariza getting the burn, Jeremy Grant would be nice. Um, I think That'd there's a great. lot of people. What's, it would be great, <laughs> right? Be really good. Yes. But what are you going to give up? You're not going to give up anything. It's going to be, uh, we'll it's give H-T. you Kendrick Nunn. A- THT. Okay. It that's fine. THT and,
1: and Kendrick Nunn and Ariza and DeAndre Jordan and Bazemore, we'll give them all of them, we'll give the whole all of them for Jeremy Grant.
0: I just think it's wild because Detroit paid the money to get Jeremy to be kind of the guy there, and now it's like now this is going to be Cade's team, right? And they the the Pistons have absolutely no identity whatsoever, and it looks like a very bleak future for Detroit moving forward, right? Like. You don't have Blake anymore. You don't got Reggie. Don't you wish you had Reggie Jackson right now, right? And like, <laughs> it just looks very bleak for them. They need a complete rebuild. And if Jeremy Grant is the only piece that they have, it'd be nice to get a Ben Simmons, right? Like at least, okay, we got a superstar. I don't know how we're going to build around him, but I don't know. I don't know, Drew. I like I like the other ones better. I like the shit Gallinari could be great on Philly right a lot of people could use Gallinari we're one year removed from them from Atlanta being in the finals right in the Eastern Conference finals uh trying to play for a chip and now it's like uh, what happened to these guys right what what seriously happened to the Atlanta Hawks I'm a big fan of Gallo I think Gallo in in minutes can be your best player on the floor sometimes which is wild um I I like the Willie Colley-Stein for cheap. Who can't use a springy backup center, right? Why did they get rid of him? Do they love Powell that much? Marquise
1: Chris took his spot. That's what it is, huh? Yeah, Marquise Chris took his spot. He's actually able to hit some corner threes. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the big, honestly, the big difference. He's, He's a little bit more versatile on the offensive end and defensive end. Marquise can guard down. Uh, a little bit better than Kali Stein can. Right. He, he, and he still can jump. I mean, that's the thing about Marquise Chris, man, like he's had a Rocky career in the NBA, but the guy is an athlete Mm -hmm. at the very least. Uh, And at his best, he's gotten, he's gotten quite strong. I think he's quite stout now. Uh, And, you know, I think some of the stuff that bounced him out of the league in the beginning was immaturity um, and lack of work ethic. And I think once that happens, you got two responses as an athlete, you go, no, nah, fuck that. They're wrong, and you just keep doing what you are doing, and then you end up playing overseas, or you say uh, maybe they were onto something, and then you change how you are, how your your mentality and your work ethic, and you get better, and you get another shot, and you take advantage of it, which is what Chris is doing for Dallas.
0: Where do you think he should go, Jeremy Grant?
1: I I really like the Wizards thing, and mm-hmm. the reason is very simple. He's from there. Um, he's from DC, and I think you know, while Kuzma has been playing out of his mind for this Wizards team for the majority of the season.
0: Oh, and then, then Kuzma goes home. Kuzma could,
1: it could involve Kuz. I think they would want to keep Kuzma and, and try and send Montrez. Oh. I think they would want to send Trez and maybe they send Kispert, you know, like their, their first rounder or Berton's. If they could offload Berton's tra- uh, contract. That would Nobody's
0: be, taking that, Drew.
1: That would Nobody's be take- ideal if they could offload that. But I think I, I really like the Wizards thing. If they can keep Kuz, then you can have like a really cool like Kuzma and Grant at the 4-5 and you can play small. I, I think I think Jeremy Grant would do very well to provide some offensive and defensive versatility to the Wizards that I think need, uh, you know, a little bit extra help scoring and and defensively as well. I think he can still do the job and I like that. Um, I also think the Knicks could use him as well. I think either one of those two teams could could pick up Jeremy Grant for for not a lot.
0: Yeah, I think Kuzma going back home to Detroit would be kind of cool though. Like, here you got your team. This is your team now. You know what I mean? Kuz, well, do whatever. Yeah. Do it. Do yeah. Nothing. We have nothing to lose. Kuz, <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is Kuzma will shoot thirty times a night. That's the. I mean, if you give him that kind of carte blanche, he will he will not shy away from the the shot attempts. Uh,
0: my final thought has nothing to do with basketball, Drew. Zero. Uh, I'm just pumped, and I want to tell you why I'm pumped, man. Ozark season four, the final installment of Ozark, starts Ooh. tonight. It's going to be two-part season, 14 episodes. Wow. It's going to be part one, and then there will be part two, but then it's over. And it's been almost two years. Ozark is top five uh, original series for me. I'm a big fan of Ozark. Of yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm anticipating a great finish. If this ends anything like Game of Thrones or Sopranos or anything like that, I'm going to be livid. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely livid. This needs to finish perfectly. And I'm just stoked. I'm so excited. It's been two years. Got me, got me through COVID. The first round. Of, I mean, I didn't have COVID, but, you know. Yeah, the pandemic. Mm-hmm, got me through that. A lot of it. Um, and I tend to binge, man. So it's like, if you don't hear from me from a day and a half, it's because it's Ozark time. And I just, I need this, this story to end. I want to see how Marty Bird and the Bird family get out of this mess.
1: Right. Yeah. I, it, it, there's, there's two, there's two, there's two <laughs> roads, right? They're either on a beach somewhere and it worked. They did, son. <laughs> or all
0: dead.
1: There's only two options there. If it doesn't finish with one of those two, I'll be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I mean, there needs
1: to be some closure.
0: There's only one way to get out of that life, and that's either run for the hills, right, <laughs> or or you're dead. That's just what it is. But Marty's a smart guy. Marty's a really smart he guy. He is a smart guy, and he might end up on a beach in Venezuela or something like that. So tune in and watch that. I'm stoked. Looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be back soon, shortly. Put in your prize picks. Make your picks for the night. I've been taking L's left and right, oh, left and right. I'm right on now. a
1: roll. Are I you? I'm on a roll. Last night – uh, no, not last night. It was two nights ago. On Wednesday, I <laughs> I did a five-pick flex play. Wow. I put 10 bucks on it, huh? and I had Patty Mills over 12.5, Jakob Pertl over 11.5 points. Uh, Jokic over 23, which was Ooh. the 49 point effort mm-hmm. uh, against the Clippers. I had Rudy Gobert under 15 and a half rebounds, and I had Kyle Kuzma over one and a half threes against the Nets, and that was the one that didn't hit. Everything oh. Kuzma only hit one three. Oh! Uh, so instead of the big hundred dollar victory for me, I got I got a nice little twenty piece. You guys which-
0: got to understand, Drew goes all in with the with the craziest bets on Prize Picks. I I'm very safe mm-hmm. when it comes to this. I make my two picks, put up my ten bucks. Sometimes if I'm feeling a little little freaky and I got some extra money in the bank, I'm putting twenty up to try to win that forty. But it's fun, damn! What would you have hit if Kuzma had two
1: threes? I would have got a hundred bucks off of ten.
0: Ooh.
1: And uh, that would have been nice. But, dude, I'm on three, four, five. I-, I have won seven of the last eight that I have placed on on prize picks. And my account is looking very pretty right now. So Well,
0: you are the fantasy goat, too, bro. I, I mean, am. That That's should true. be your nickname.
1: That's true. And, you know, for those that want a little insight, the way that I have attacked this recently is very simple. I go through and I look at every single player for the NBA as far as points, rebounds, assists, every single one, and I try to pick off the one that looks the best. Not, you know, LeBron right now, for instance, tonight, he's uh, against Orlando in Orlando. It the over under is twenty eight and a half
0: mm. points.
1: I'm not going to touch that. No, that sounds like a really good over under. He might hit twenty eight. He might hit twenty nine. That sounds good. He
0: might not play the fourth quarter.
1: Right. Or we or, you know, because we're down by 30 or because we're up by 30. Who knows? So I'm not doing that. But like, I'm looking at this list right now. Uh, Mo Bamba, only 11 and a half. That sounds like a good one. So I, I, I snagged those ones. And my favorite, my absolute favorite is three pointers made. Because what that does a lot of the times is you'll get one, usually one or two guys that only have to hit one, three or two threes to qualify. And that's my absolute, like Scotty Barnes, all he has to do right now is hit one, three against Washington and you hit that one. So I usually, I usually try to like get really interesting with, with my picks and I, and I just, I scour through them. And so, you know, those are, those are just two that, that stand out to me right now, like Brad Beal right now. Only, only has to make two threes against Toronto. That I can one see might that hit. happening. I could see that happening. Very easily could happen. That's the way that I do it. I try to look for the ones that I go, that that one I think is definitely over or definitely under, whatever it is.
0: Well, remember, Drew, we have to put out a disclaimer that this is not financial advice, and we are not telling you to to make bets no. in our in our place. This is just Drew being the fantasy goat that he is. But you yep. should download the app, Prize Picks, proud sponsor of the Fall through Clips and Drew and basketballnews.com. So make your picks, screenshot, send them to us, let us know what you're picking. We're gonna be back soon. It's episode two, two, one, and we're ghosts. You know what it is. You know what it is, you know where you're.